back everybody how's everybody doing out there can you hear me okay Allie, you can hear me yeah yes cool cool welcome back to another edition of around the rink it is june 21st somebody told me today is the longest day of the year so thank you for sparing sharing part of the longest day of the year with us that's pretty interesting um it actually was pretty light out until just recently so i guess it is true uh, first summer First day of summer, first day of summer, that's right. Um, thank you to everybody who listened to the last episode. Um, my interview with uh, former Buffalo Buttes defender, Sarah Casorso. Uh, I know about 175, 76 people listened to it on Twitter. I uh, appreciate y'all. I didn't see the numbers yet on, on Spotify or, or Apple Music, but a um, couple people reached out and told me that they had listened to it. So... Appreciate everybody that tuned into that. That was a really fun, uh, fun interview. If you haven't heard it, you can go back. Uh, you can find it here on Twitter just by searching for Around the Rink in the PHF or just Around the Rink. I'm sure it'll pop up. Um, if you're listening to this on uh, iTunes, Apple Music, whatever, whatever platform you're usually listening to these things on, um, just search for the Ice Garden and you can go through all of our old episodes, whether it's from this show uh, from future considerations, from a couple of the older, older shows um, that the Ice Garden has hosted. Uh, we're also going to be hosting Alyssa Turner, uh, her, her show uh, Turnovers with Alyssa. Uh, first, first episode, I think it will be out shortly if it's not out already. And uh, Carly Jackson from the Toronto Six, from the uh, Isabel Cup champion Toronto Six is uh, her first guest. Uh, so keep your eyes peeled for that. Um, welcome back, Allie. It was uh, rough. I got to say, it was really rough. I'm, I'm really getting used to having you here with me, and it was kind of rough last week without you. Um, how have you been? How was your week? Um, it was good. Um, unfortunately, I had to deal with a little dog backyard situation today. I've kind of really had enough of nature this year. <laughs> uh, um, but. Yeah, I got to skate a few times over the last week since we've chatted last, which is fun. I'm usually down to maybe once a week, but skated probably three times in the last week. So it's been very fun. It's been a good week. Yeah, and uh, that, that's why you weren't with us, uh, right? You uh, you went out to go skate with some some friends and uh, former teammates, perhaps, uh, last last week? Yeah, I got to skate with a few former teammates, um, friends that you know, I've played with better part of my hockey career my whole life. Okay. So it's always nice to get on the ice with them. Yeah. And there was, there's a, a current player, right? On the white caps that you mentioned to me, it just kind of, I, we didn't, I didn't write this down, but it just stuck out to me now. Uh, your current player that you said you were pretty impressed with, correct? Yeah. I actually had never seen Britain Fleming play before, but she's, uh, thankfully she's on my team, but she's really <laughs> fun to watch play. <laughs> fun, fun to watch when she's not coming down on her on a breakaway or anything against you, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've never had to deal with that, and I don't think I'll probably ever have to. So that's fine by me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that works out in your favor. Um, 
Well, thank you for coming back. Um, I don't think I have to thank you, but I, I will anyway. <laughs> um, appreciate you. Uh, I appreciate you uh, taking a little bit of the, the, the burden off of me here, uh, allowing me to catch some breath and, and uh, keep hydrating and stuff like that. Uh, thanks again to our podcast producing goddess. I guess I'll just start calling her PPG now. Uh, Kelly, <laughs> for, for getting these, uh, these episodes turned around fairly quickly. Um, she actually kind of felt bad this past week because it, it went, um, I don't, I don't remember how long it was until she saw it. Um, and I told her, you know, overnight. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, it, it wasn't that bad at all. So it was, it was just more like, you're doing, you're doing a favor, <laughs> oh. specifically me. So, um, I told her it, it doesn't matter to me because it's it's already available. You know, it's live on Twitter and and we record these, so you can listen back to them or or uh, somebody could listen to it. You know, not at nine o'clock at night on the East Coast when we're recording, um, which would be I guess eight o'clock on on your time. Um, thanks to everybody again uh, at the Ice Garden um, and especially of course Mike Murphy um, for the belief and and the. The, the pat on the back, the go get him, uh, you know, do do it, do what you want to do, um, explore different horizons. Uh, appreciate Mike. Uh, Mike's Mike's a great friend and a and a great leader. Um, uh, shout out to Mr. Levier. Um, I I reached out to to Mr. Lev and and he'll always tell me I don't have to call him Mr. Lev or Mr. Levier and I still will just because. Um, I don't, I don't know why I just do. It's just kind of the way I am. Um, but, uh, I, I reached out to him over the weekend. I forget what for. And he mentioned, uh, he, he loves listening to the show. Obviously he listened to the one with, with Amanda, with his daughter, but, um, it's nice to hear, you know, that he's, he's still tuning in and listening to, to, uh, other, other episodes that we've done. So that's awesome. Wanted to give him a shout out. Hopefully he's listening to this one, uh, in the future. Um, and, uh, yeah. And, and he's just, I, I can't, I, I could do like a whole show on, on how nice, uh, him and his family have been to me and, and the things that they've helped me with. Um, but maybe we'll do that later on in the summer. Um, we had a big, uh, big announcement today, uh, hockey hall of fame. Uh, we won't kind of dwell on this too much, but only one women's hockey player selected. Um, frustrated is is the word that I guess I would use. I'm sure everybody else echoes that sentiment. Um, and and it's not like if they elected two women that it would take away a slot from somebody else that's that's getting put in. So um, I don't I don't I don't pretend to understand how those things work. Um, but something seems screwy. Um, you would agree, right? And like it, I, at this point, like there's so many players that are eligible, right? It's like you can, you almost want to throw like four or five in at a time. You, you can't just kind of pick one or two, right, Allie? Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, been almost, we'll just say almost for ease, but almost 30 years since the 98 Olympics and, they can't find that many years worth of anyone to put two in at least once a year. I just, I don't know. It's just wild to me. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's in, inane. It's insane, inane, however you want to say it. 
Um, it's just dumb. Um, so uh, congrats to Carolyn Ouellette, who got the call today. Uh, Well-deserved. Um, hopefully going forward, this changes, uh, but don't hold your breath because you might not make it. Um, I, I will say yeah. our homie, Henrik. Henrik. Henrik got in, yeah. He made it, so I guess. uh, It's a a very uh, goalie-centric class, right, with Henrik and Barrasso and and Mike Vernon. Um, Those second two are guys that I kind of grew up uh, when I first started getting into hockey. Like, I I really remember, uh, especially Mike Vernon and and Barrasso. Um, uh, Vernon with the Flames, and then the next couple of years, Barrasso with the Penguins. Um, So... Uh, congrats to everybody who made it. Um, I'm sure you're thrilled to see the, the goalie love being spread. It's like 50-50 with my life. Women love, sad. Goalie love, happy. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and, and all those players are obviously all very deserving. Um, again, it's, it's a shame that more players can't get in and, and, and haven't gotten in, but um, it's it's also one of those things that creates a lot of discussion pressure points and topics for debate and, and that kind of sells too. So, um, I don't know. Uh, last I'll say on that for now. Um, again, we're going to go really quick with this too. Um, you, you ever see the movie? Um, I know, I'm sure everybody's seen the movie Groundhog's Day, but more like, I, I would say like edge of tomorrow, that Tom Cruise film, uh, where he kind of keeps reliving the same day over and over again, you get to a certain point and then he gets killed and then he goes back to the start. Um, I kind of feel like I'm, I'm in that or caught in a time loop with this, uh, PW versus PHF stuff. Um, it's just like, it's the same discussion just comes up year after year. Um, every couple of months it comes up and it's the same, the same recycled quotes. It's, it's never anything new. Um, all I'm going to say, and and I'm not going to spend too much time on this i I really don't want to get into it um but it's like it it's not good enough for certain players but it's good enough for other players like um all it's you know we've seen casey bellamy come to the league now right you've seen nora ratu come to the league now um jennifer wakefield is another big name that that's rumored to come to the league um there's a lot of players that really talented players that are in this league. And there's a lot of really talented players that aren't in this league. And um, there's, there's more than enough talent to go around for, for two leagues. It's not the end of the world. If they really have a grudge and they really, really don't want to be a part of this thing, then like, so be it. Like, let's just, everybody just move on with our lives. And, um, and it's the same people that are always like, uh, I'm not going to get into this discourse, but and list like six or seven same things that they generally will say the last time this came up. And just I feel like we're just going around in circles and uh, it's it's really frustrating. And, and I, I just want what's best for the players. I want them to be happy and and play. And if they're happy playing here, then cool. If not, then I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Like, <laughs> Ali, thoughts? You have anything you want to add? No, I, I just, I agree. I mean, like we've talked about, there's plenty of people that are plenty talented that aren't playing in the PHF. There are people who are plenty talented that are. And like you said, it's, if you agree with what's going on in the PHF, cool, go play. If you don't, 
cool, go play. <laughs> yeah. Like, they, there's people still going to Europe. Like, there's plenty of options to go play good hockey. And I don't know. I just feel like if there's a quiet week, someone's like, hey, if I mixed up these quotes in a different order in this article, I could stir the pot and get things going. It's just like, yeah, I don't know. It's tiring. I mean, both sides are going about their own thing. Haven't really been whacking at each other. I don't really know why the, I mean, I know why, right? Something to talk about, but I don't know. I don't think it needs to keep getting combative in articles like that. It, and it was, it was like a quiet, it was like, I think it was Father's Day. It was Sunday, right? When it came out like this, I'm like, oh, like I, I nearly like, honestly, almost rolled my eyes so hard that I got a headache. Like that's, I was like, oh, like, here we go again. Like, is it, I'm looking at the, the calendar. Is it this time again? Like, come on. Like, um, and, and like you said, it, it, sometimes it, it feels like it is just to kind of create buzz and, um, traffic or, or what have you, but. I don't know if that's necessarily the, the kind of buzz that we want, like, or, or Correct. especially like the players, the, the players just want to play like <laughs> at the end of the day, right. You just want to play, you want to be compensated and, and you want to have fun. Like I'm literally just want to be a hockey player, get to be, you know, do that every day and go about our lives and not have to worry about that's what people are going to ask us about. Like that's what people are going to see. And that's what people are going to ask us about. Not, Oh, Hey, the salary cap went up. How awesome. Like that's stuff that we have to bring up to say, well, okay, well, here's what's going on where I'm involved instead of, I don't know, feeding the fire, if you will. Yeah. And, and it gets, it gets repetitive and I'm sure like, and I, and I know as somebody who's done a lot of these zoom press conferences that are, are really awesome. And I appreciate the teams that do do them. Um, but when we do them and it's like maybe before the cup final or, or before the season, the players ultimately have to answer those questions because a lot of those questions come from the people who don't cover things day to day, whether it's like the AP press or, or some other outlet that's, that's not, you know, uh, or, or ESPN, ESPN is, is one of those two where they they'll have, uh, reporters ask those kind of questions. And it's just like, it just rehashes the same story over and over again. Um, just, you know, this, this model is, is not perfect. It's, it's working right now, right? It's, it's we're going into season nine. Um, a lot of people didn't think they were going to get past like three or four or five or six or seven or eight. Um, has there been some missteps? Of course it's a startup business. Like that's there's always the case with any startup business and the players that have been a part of this, like they haven't had anything handed to them, honestly, and, and they haven't. I don't think they've really asked for stuff to be handed to them. Would it be nice? Sure. When they get sponsors and investments and the salary cap goes up and, and those are all things that they want, but it's, I don't know. Let's just, let's just end it there and, and move on because we could sit here and, and waste too much time. We have a really awesome <laughs> guest joining us tonight. A um, couple more quick things to go through. Uh, last time I did one of these uh, was about a week ago. Uh, six days ago, maybe. So we had 10 signings since the last show. A um, couple of goalies were in the mix, and we'll let you kick things off, Allie. Ooh, yes. So as we suspected, my fellow friar, Sandra Abstreiter, 
um, did sign with Connecticut. So that is a really fun young duo to keep our eyes on for the season with the whale between her and Soderberg. Um, very excited to see that. And then again, as we suspected, Lolo did resign in Buffalo. So to us, no surprises, but fun to see things, um, come to life, if you will, um, contracts getting actually signed. Um, so that's fun in goalie land. And then, um, good friend, Jana Albers with the white cap signed a two year deal, which is really exciting for her. And then they got, um, Denisa, I'm not going to try to say her last name. We all know, we all know and love her. Um, She's on board for another two years, so that'll be really fun to see them stay in Minnesota. Yeah, and and uh, San, Sandra got the, the one-year deal, and, and Soderbergh got the two-year deal, and I, I like that because um, I think, and it depends on how many more, if there's more teams, but like, I would, I think you would agree, like, she's a, a starter caliber goalie, and um, this way it leaves her to not be kind of locked in if, if Soderberg is the number one where um, she's not getting as many games as maybe she would like and, and she'll have an opportunity to um, explore other options. You know, we're getting way, way ahead of ourselves, but it gives her a little flexibility. And um, uh, Lolo going back to Buffalo, I, I love that move for her and for them. Uh, it's just a perfect fit. And um, obviously there's a, there's a connection there with the player and, and the, the city. Um, the fan base um, in Minnesota locking up those those two big pieces of their their offensive puzzle. Um, they're both going to be relied heavily, right, for for points and and production this this year. Um, with with some new younger players coming into the mix, like um, and and John is John is going to be John. John is going to be the same player that she was, you know, when she first came into the league. And um, her her game just it's it's just always consistent like you know what you're gonna get and um just a, a dynamite player so uh good good for all of them uh we had some other signings this week uh the defending isabel cup champion toronto six re-signed uh three big pieces uh teresa vanisova who had the, the cup winning goal in overtime uh brianne wilson bennett um one of the original t6 players and uh lay alum uh, who had a really, really, I, I thought, really nice season. She played really well, too, at the start when uh, she was playing with those two Czech players. Um, so nice to see them keep a lot of their core together. I expect some more re-signings from them. Um, you know, they'll, they'll have some some new pieces, but their, their identity is still going to be the same, and I think their top players are still going to be their top players. Um Buffalo made a big splash signing the, the Shinga sisters. Um, that kind of caught me off guard. I had actually kind of heard about that uh, at the beginning of like free agency. Somebody had mentioned to me that they might be heading over. Um, and I didn't, I didn't honestly see that coming. So uh, congrats to them. And, and hopefully that, that works out great. Um, and Callie Flanagan, uh, Boston pride defender renegotiated her deal and is um, now on another uh, an additional two year deal. Um, I don't know how that works, um, but that's that's what happened there. Um, something that Ali uh, had mentioned, and and uh, we had been we've posted it a couple of times now. I got confirmation this week that uh, Lauren Bench, who played 
hot college hockey in Allie's neck of the woods. She's going to be uh, Montreal's number two goalie behind Corinne Schroeder. Um, nice move for them. Uh, really uh, was wondering if it was going to be her or or they found it, find a way to bring DeGuire back in the fold. Uh, I don't know if they're going to have a third goalie. Um, and that that's also with, with Lolo re-signing in Buffalo. That's there's only really one kind of space left, and, and it's that, that backup spot in Buffalo uh, or starter. We'll see who they end up uh, coming to terms with. Um, uh, what else? What else? Uh, I heard also, we'll stay with the goalies. I heard Fuji might be back, um, possibly as a third goalie with Connecticut. Don't know. Um, heard that Becca Gilmore might be back with Boston. Uh, was saw today Leia Marino signed with a team. I think it was the Swiss League. I, I that's what I wrote, but I I didn't write that confidently, and I didn't have time to look, or I just was just lazy and I didn't look. Um, but congrats to Leia, who's a really really good kid. Um, didn't get a lot of ice time. It was really tough uh, at points for her last season, and um, she she played uh, very sparingly, and then at the end of the season she started to play a little bit more when the Riveters were officially eliminated. Um, and she stuck her hand out and, and blocked the shot in, in a kind of a meaningless game, right? And uh, I know she she uh, had it wrapped pretty heavily the next day. So um, that's the kind of, you know, team players that, that you want when, when things aren't going well. You know, she could have very easily just moved her hand out of the way, right? And um, I'm sure the goalie appreciates that and teammates appreciate that too. So, uh, hopefully she has a successful foray over there, and um, uh, maybe we see her back here uh, next season uh, or at the end of the season. Who knows? Um, I kind of teased this. Uh, I, I, I teased something about the whale the other night or the other day. Uh, I believe they're going to sign, if they haven't already signed, uh, Michaela Cava, who was the MVP of the, the playoffs. Um the, the most recent playoffs, and as well as uh, defender Emma Greco, who previously played in Connecticut and played the last couple of seasons with Toronto. Um, I believe they're both going to end up in Connecticut. Um, if that's not if they're not signed already, it's it's pretty close to, and I think it's going to end up happening. Um, what else? What else? What else? Uh, Montreal uh, mentioned them kind of a little bit last week maybe two weeks ago. Um, if you're on their their season ticket list or if you've bought season tickets, you may have figured this out already, but where they're going to be playing games next season or the majority of their home games um, is going to be at uh, Play Spell in Laval, uh, which is the home of the AHL uh, Laval Rocket, which is the affiliate of the Montreal Canadiens. Um, from my understanding, that arena has... Uh, free rinks, um, so they're they're working on something to to have that be a home for the Montreal Force. Um, there's some other cool stuff that's coming along with it. I was I was talking with with uh, Kevin Raphael earlier in the week, um, but I, it's not all done yet. Uh, but he did say that I could say that expect the home opener to be November 10th. Um, so figure around. That's when the, the, the next season will be starting up, uh, whether they're on the road the first weekend or, or they're home the first weekend. Uh, we can kind of 
figure out where, where things stand there. Um, ran through a lot of stuff. Anything really stick out to you, Allie, before we, uh, we get to our guest? I am just, Connecticut keeps making moves. And every time I'm like, wow, another one. I'm, they're my dark horse this year. I know they're not really a dark horse because they can, well, they already kind of climbed out of the cellar, but I think they're going to be sneaky this year. I think they found a couple pieces that are, that might get them there. Yeah, it's, it's, um, you know, we look at Toronto reloading and, and um, the Riveters, I think they're going to be a little bit better in Montreal. We think they're going to be better in Boston kind of reloading. Minnesota adding some new pieces uh, while retaining some important ones. Like it, it's going to be a, a fight, and Connecticut is is right there. They haven't announced as many players as as some of the other teams, but um, I can I can assure you there's some work being done. That they're they're looking to make other big moves besides that, um, but nothing is nothing else is done to at least that I've heard. Um, but this should excuse me, this stuff changes. Uh, <laughs> damn it. Uh, this, this, stuff, this stuff changes. Yeah, we're going to get the E now for explicit. Uh, I got to remember to, to write that down. But um, yeah, so uh, a lot of interesting stuff. I think Connecticut is, is going to be a, a very strong team. I'm curious to see how the goaltender stuff works out. That's kind of why we have our guest coming up. Uh, but first, but first, a word from our sponsors. As women's sports grow, so does the need to tell the stories of those involved. With MyGray, you can own a piece of these stories. Shop for game-worn jerseys, game-used pucks, and more from every PHF season at MyGray.com. That's M-E-I-G-R-A-Y.com. Don't get confused because gray is sometimes spelled G-R-E-Y, so it's a G-R-A-Y. So don't, don't get confused when you're there. If you do go to MyGray, tell them that we sent you. You're not going to probably get any kind of discount or anything like that, but we like to let people know that we're helping things out and uh, moving moving the, the needle a little bit. Um, and tell them that the Ice Garden sent you, and, and uh, we appreciate you. Um, you can get all types of cool stuff at MyGray. Um, I see listening. We have our good friend, um, possibly future guest, uh, Carly Jackson sitting in the live green room listening tonight and you can get all types of CJ's equipment uh, jerseys um, I don't know if they have pucks maybe she signed some pucks I should have I should have investigated that before I went down this this weird path that I'm that I'm going down right now but um, you can collect a lot of cool stuff from from CJ and and a lot of other players too uh, if you listened last week I mentioned you couldn't find the Sarah Casorso jersey but there are jerseys from some of the seasons that she played that are still on there that you can find. Um, for some reason, random name, Rebecca Vint, um, kind of stood out to me because that was one of those uh, um, uh, Hockey Fights Cancer jerseys, I think. Um, so just you can it's another kind of wormhole where you can go and you can find some really neat stuff there. So go check them out. M-E-I-G-R-A-Y dot com. And now, finally... Uh, I'd like to welcome in our guest. I think we got her unmuted and everything. This might be the first time ever on the show that we won't have any audio issues, but I'm not going to jinx myself. Um, I'd like to introduce former 
a colleague of mine at the Ice Garden, and she does so many different jobs. I don't know what to really introduce her as, so I'll let her introduce herself as far as her titles. Um, Ann Tukarski, welcome to the show. Hi, guys. Can you hear me? We can. It's a miracle. We did it. <laughs> I'm glad. Good job, everybody. I'm glad I could be one of the ones that worked. Um, You're the first. Oh, wow. <laughs> first seamless. Wow, Hopefully not last. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, well, first of all, thank you guys for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. I've been a dutiful listener, um, I think, since it was just Dan. So now getting to be on here myself, it's like a nice full circle moment. Um, so thanks, guys. You're very welcome. Excited to have you. Um, in terms of what I'm up to, like nothing, really. Um, in <laughs> I guess since leaving the Ice Garden uh, at the end of the 2021-22 season, um, I spent last summer, 2022, with Major League Baseball, which was really cool. Um, and then this past hockey season, I was an intern with the ECAC, which is a college hockey conference on the East Coast. And I also contracted with the Connecticut Whale. So that was that's been all been really cool. Are you? I know you did the Connecticut Whale last season. Are you going to continue that this upcoming season as well? Um, we'll see. It all kind of depends on you know how my full time prospects shake out, and if I if I have the time, if I'm close enough. If there are so many factors, obviously, I'd love to go back. I think Kaylee, um, Tobin, just everyone there has been have been some of the coolest, nicest people in all of women's hockey. So I'd love to go back. Um, but you know, we'll have to see. And and what's it like? You're obviously not in Connecticut, and you're and you're working for and with them. Um, can you tell the listeners who maybe maybe aren't aware of what what are the kind of challenges and what do you have to go through to um, kind of when you're you're doing what you were doing for them? Yeah. So I mean, most of what I did was more communication stuff than social media. I think. Um, obviously Kaylee does such an exceptional job with social media. I really didn't have much to contribute there. I don't think there is anything more I could have done. Um, I wrote a lot of press releases, a lot of feature stories, and just kind of made sure that, you know, the people were finding out the information they needed to find out when they needed to find it out. Um, so in terms of challenges with that, there really weren't that many. I would say the biggest challenge was me personally, just finding time to do um, you know, some of my work and also be a full-time student and also balance my internship at the ECAC, just kind of all those things at once. And there was a moment, I think there was like maybe a couple weeks or a month in like October and November where I was doing, um, I was doing school, I was doing the ECAC, I was doing the whale and I was doing MLB all at once. And I was kind of like, hey, like it didn't, it, it sounds bad, but when I was doing it, it wasn't that bad. And then I stopped doing it and I was like, oh, that was kind of bad. But we survived. <laughs> I survived. I got through it. So yeah, it's as somebody who's had multiple jobs for probably the last twenty years. It's not easy. And and once, but once you do kind of find that groove where you know you can dedicate this day or this piece of time to this, and this day or this piece of time to that, like you you can you can make it work. It's it's not easy, and, it, and definitely like when you do when you do finally have days off, it's like oh my god, like I'm killing myself like what am i doing <laughs> uh, but if you're you know i'm obviously a lot of that that stuff i don't know about the schoolwork, but a lot of the other stuff is really fun neat stuff um what's what would you say is like the one of the coolest things that you've gotten to do 
um, since you kind of went down this this path? Oh man, that's such an interesting question. And honestly, I was very unprepared. Um, <laughs> I think just like some of the players I've gotten the chances to or gotten the chance to write press releases for. Um, you know, there have been some really cool players that Connecticut signed last season and some really cool ones this season. Um, I actually wrote, um, actually, I'm not going to say who I wrote because I'm not sure if it's been, I'm pretty sure it's been announced yet, but I'm not hundred percent sure. So I'm not going to say it. Um, Uh-oh. but <laughs> there was, there was a player who I was like, wow, I've, you know, I've been watching them in college and now just to see them like signed for a team, um, was really cool. So yeah, I would say that. Okay. Okay. Uh, is there is there a player that you've uh, had an interest in interviewing, or, or um, that you that you had the chance to uh, interview that that kind of was like kind of a little little check mark, like you kind of feel like you validated yourself, or or a little uh, personal highlight? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I would say Melissa Samuskevich. She is someone who I. I think she was named to one of her first world's teams when I was still in high school. Um, so getting to see that and then watching her play a little bit at Quinnipiac and then, you know, her sister played with Quinnipiac this, um, this past year. And so working with the ECAC, I also got to see that and just, you know, kind of seeing that entire family like grow and be such amazing hockey players and such amazing humans. And then getting to sit down with um, Melissa earlier this season was, was really cool. Awesome. Uh, and we brought you on because um, I personally, I don't I, I don't have enough eyeballs to watch uh, NCAA hockey, uh, whether it's women or men. Um, I watch a lot of Devils, obviously, being there and being in per- and, and on TV um, and as many PHF games as I can consume. Um, so you're kind of our expert. Uh, we wanted you to talk about uh, a couple of new players that are um, coming to the league this year because there it feels like this off season more than maybe the last couple of off seasons is there's a lot of college players coming in and uh, we'll let Allie kick things off here. All right, I got to start with my goalies. <clears throat> so, and who we got a lot of fresh goaltender faces. We'll say, um, do you think we possibly have another? Um, we'll just say Curran Schroeder situation where somebody comes onto the scene and just like shatters records possibly for the team possibly for the league who knows but what are your thoughts on our new goalie faces um well i mean i think every every team hopes that when they sign you know a, whether it's a goalie or a skater that like you you hope that they're going to be the ones to shatter the records um and i think with specifically with the goaltenders the whale are bringing in i think those are two players who really do have that those capabilities. Um, I think a lot of the hype and the expectation might, you know, put them at a little bit of a disadvantage, just knowing, like, I mean, I'm sure there were so many teams after Soderbergh and just seeing, you know, after how she played at Worlds, how she's played at Minnesota Duluth, you know, filling in Maddie Rooney's skates after Rooney left Minnesota Duluth and just, I mean, she, even the fact that she signed to a two-year deal as like a rookie is pretty impressive to me, I think. So I think if anyone could, you know, break those records, it would be her. Um, but I also think that, you know, if if the whale can play them as a true tandem, I think that might be where their, where their strengths will lie. Um, 
but you know who's to say i'm not a goalie so or a coach <laughs> or a hockey player <laughs> yeah i think i i think that tandem is going to be really fun to watch i don't think we've seen one quite like that where we've got two goalies fresh out of ncaa and i think it will be really fun to see what colton Moore does over there um we will stick with WCHA action since we're talking about Soderbergh. Um, the Whitecaps get, they pretty much get the pick of the crop from the WCHA and they have signed a whole ton of WCHA grads for this season. What are your thoughts on that? Got some yeah, gophers, I mean, some Buckeyes. Yeah, I mean, I'm always. Always the type of person who will hype up the Buckeyes literally any chance I get. Um, I think them signing Bizal was just a stroke of genius, especially because I, I mean, personally, I wasn't sure if she wanted to go pro. Um, so seeing that, you know, she will and she'll get to play alongside someone who was her teammate for literally like most of her career in Liz Shepherds, um, I think that'll be cool for the both of them. And honestly, for the state of Minnesota, who probably has been on the not so happy end of watching them play for a couple of years now, just given that, you know, they both went out of state, they both went to Ohio state, um, which isn't even in the same time zone. And then I feel like every time the Buckeyes came to Minnesota, it was, they left perhaps not very happy fans in their wake, whether they were at, you know, the U, whether they were at Minnesota state, Bemidji state, anywhere, I feel like, the Buckeyes kind of left a trail of destruction there. So I'm sure it'll be nice to see them, you know, repping the state of hockey in a different uniform this time around. Yeah, I'm sure everybody in Minnesota is like, oh, okay, we get them on our team now. Because a lot of Whitecaps fans and Gopher fans, you know, intersect. So like you said, I'm sure there's a lot of, you know, Gopher fans that are like, oh, my God, we get to take a deep breath when they have the puck now instead of holding our breath. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, for for myself, like somebody who doesn't follow, uh, self admittedly, women's hockey, like, oh, it seems like Ohio State has gotten really good, really fast, like over the last couple of years. Is that accurate or no? Yeah, I would say it's less over the last couple of years, and more it's been more of like a five, six, seven year, um, thing. Really, since Nadine Mazeral took over, I think she really there's no argument about the fact that she really changed the trajectory of the program. Um, And it's been really cool to watch. I mean, I started watching them when they were already good because, you know, I went to Ohio state for two years and I was lucky enough to get to be on site and watch them win a national championship. So I think it's, it's, if I had to compare them to another team, I would say like the Connecticut whale are in the early years of their Ohio state Buckeyes era. Um, eras I I feel I feel like that might be like controversial but I also I don't know if it is I don't I think I think you're onto something Anne. I think yeah I just I think I mean obviously the whale don't have like a coaching change but I think maybe like from different in different aspects but like the same results if that makes sense well the the whale are moving into their uh post Shannon Turner era so that's kind of a a changing of the guard where they don't have that presence there anymore and she's been there from day one like when uh she was a, a basically a practice player playing for free uh which is crazy to think uh 
a, a player like that in, in her first year. But there was a lot of talented players, especially on the blue line in, in that first season in Connecticut. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough to see any any version of a whale team that doesn't have Shannon Turner on it. It's gonna be pretty sad. Yeah, it's it's uh it's gonna stink. Um all right. Some we'll 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 move out of the stinky area and uh some more exciting stuff. Um uh Boston and a, a lot of collegiate players, they kinda like Minnesota, they have kind of their pick of uh the players that come out of the schools in their area and there's a lot of them. Uh, but specifically, they added Alina Mueller, uh, Chloe Arard. Um, they already have that that kind of built-in chemistry. How huge is that going to be? And do you think it'll easily translate to this level? I honestly, I think it will. I think, I mean, if you separate Mueller and Arard and you have them on any other team, it's easily, they're, they're going to be the best player on that team. And then, you know, you're keeping them together and you're just honestly... I don't know how Boston does it year after year after year. It's like they're just they're building super team after super team. And I think I would be surprised if these two players weren't, you know, close to the top of the scoring race. Um, I feel like if anyone is going to have a Corinne Schroeder type of season, it's going to be Alina Mueller. Um, And I mean, I guess that's different because she's she's a skater. She's a goalie. But I wouldn't be surprised to see her, you know, break some records. And yeah, the the embarrassment of talent that they have, like oh, like those two go off the ice. Don't worry, like Gable and Howard are coming over the, the boards. Like good luck. Uh, yeah. And 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 so on and so on. Another coll- coll- collegiate player they added was Sophie Shirley. Uh, what can you tell us about her? How, how do you think she's gonna? She actually have, has a little bit of pro experience, which is a, a little wild to think about. Yeah, that definitely is crazy because I remember I think she played in the CWHL the year. Um, I think it was the year I started watching women's hockey, actually. I think that was like my junior year of high school. Um, and I remember seeing her name and being like, what do you mean she's going to the NCAA next season? Like, that doesn't make sense because I know, I mean, I know in men's hockey, you can't really play professionally before going to the NCAA at really any level. Yes. Um, but I mean, obviously, the women's hockey landscape is so different that the rules are different, and you know the determinants of professionalism and how much you're getting paid, and all that really factors into it. But I mean, she's a great player. She's been honestly terrifying to play against on Wisconsin for so long. Um, selfishly, I'm a little bit glad she's playing pro now, and I don't have to watch her terrorize the Buckeyes anymore. But um, I th- I think she'll be good. I think you know she'll be. Definitely a middle six player, I would say, given how stacked Boston is already. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised to see her maybe not have a breakout season, but have her be an impact player super early on. Okay. Yeah, a, a line of uh, Shirley, I don't know, Wenskowski and Davis. That sounds like a horrible third line. I don't, I don't know how Boston's going to be able to survive this season. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure teams will be really glad to see that third line step out there, take a nice, deep, relaxing sigh. <laughs> um, Buffalo added a couple of players uh, from the from the same college. Uh, what can you tell us about them? Yeah. So, are you talking about the main the main pipeline, or are you talking about some other players in particular? The the main pipeline. Yeah. Yeah, I think Emily Anderson is one player that. I've enjoyed watching specifically just because 
I mean, obviously not to be that person, but you know, you do have, I remember, I recognize her because her brother used to play for one of my favorite NHL teams, but um, watching her as a women's hockey, you know, with, through the women's hockey lens, I think it's very, you look at them and you're like, she plays a different position. She's an entirely different person and an entirely different hockey player. And she's a really freaking good hockey player too. So it's almost like you don't even, I don't understand why people are making, you know, the connections um, because she does play a very different game. She's a different player. She's a different person. Um, But I'm excited. You know, I think she's one of those players that maybe correct me if I'm wrong. I think she might've had an extra year of eligibility left. Um, so the fact that she chose to go pro and the fact that she's, you know, another main black bear going to the Buttes, I thought that was really exciting. Yeah, that, that's their big pipeline. They've, they've brought players there year after year after year. Um, just like the other teams where it, it's, you know, Boston pulling the players from their area and um, Minnesota pulling from the Midwest. Um I'm I'm really curious to see how how things unfold in Buffalo this year, but those are great additions. And um, you mentioned the her her brother plays in the NHL. I covered Alina Mueller's brother, uh, Mirko Mueller, played a couple of seasons with the Devils, and um, he's a defenseman, kind of stay at home. I don't think he's even in the league. I think he went went overseas to go play. Um, but you know, we we used to ask him about her, and he would say, you know she's light years better than me. And, and, uh, I think I remember, a, a, a tweet, somebody, somebody mentioned, uh, she's better than you. And, and he said, yeah, no shit. Like, uh, <laughs> he, he, he knew how good his sister is like, obviously. Um, so, uh, it's, it's always interesting to me to see those connections. I, I love those kind of bloodline stories. And, um, the, the one draft that I NHL draft, I covered in person, um, one, of the, one of the articles that I was tasked with doing or, or kind of chose to do was uh, kind of like a bloodlines. Like, hey, this player was drafted and he's um, player X's son or player Y's brother. Um, I, I always kind of love those connections. And to me, that's like uh, that's kind of how hockey, uh, a, lot, a lot of hockey is. It, it seems more than some of the other sports, but um, maybe I'm just getting older. I'm seeing everybody's sons playing now that. Uh, like the Kachucks, I, I remember watching their dad play, you know, the majority of his career and um, Shane Stone kid being drafted and Jerome McGinley's kids. It's wild. Uh, but back on task. Um, Emma Seitz, I wanted to touch on her. Um, I, I cover a lot of Riveters games. What am I going to see this season from Emma Seitz on the, the Riveters blue line? Yeah, so I think um, I think I tweeted about this like right after she was signed, but she is one of those players where you know not only is she a tremendous hockey player but she's also a really good person so i know dan this will be obviously particularly interesting to you who's probably going to get the chance to talk to her at some point but i mean she's back-to-back ecac defender of the year she's a second team all-american which you know you take into account that that's defenders from the entire country that's 41 42 teams that you're you know, picking blue liners from, and she's, she's fourth, third or fourth best, you know, only, only two defenders can make that, that first team All-American, and she's, she's on the second team All-American, and then she's a tremendous student, too, Um, I mean, when I was writing, when I was writing our news releases for the ECAC, it was, she was one of those names that just kept coming up, because she was so accomplished on the ice, 
so accomplished in the classroom, so accomplished in the community. Um, this year, she actually won the Mandy Schwartz Scholar Athlete of the Year. Um, she became the fifth Yale player to do so, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, and then in terms of on the ice, I mean, she can score, but she can also play some really good defense. And, you know, if the Riveters want her to be a stay-at-home defender, they can, they'll have that. But if they also want her to be, you know, the type of player that scores, um, she can do that too. I think one stat that stood out to me from this season was that Yale allowed the fewest goals against or had the fewest goals against in the entire ECAC with just 34. Um, Damn. So I thought that was pretty cool. And 34 again across, like, gosh, I think they play, like... 42 games? Yeah, a lot, a lot of games. And that's just that's just regular season games, regular season league games. But still, in, in those games alone, she blocked 27 shots, too. Um, which, honestly, I... I'm terrified because I know I couldn't block a shot. And this is someone who willingly jumps in front of the puck like 27 times in a year could not be me. Terrifying. And, and always appreciated by the goaltenders. Always. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So you, you're spot on. I definitely want to uh, talk to Emma Seitz when, when the season rolls around. Uh, definitely on my list of, of uh, interviews to do. Um, another Yale player, right? Uh, also signed with the Toronto Six. Yes, Claire Dalton. And she's... oh, good. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, I didn't really have anything to say. I was just going to say she's she's another one of those players that you know you notice when she's on the ice. And I think, given who Toronto is rumored to be losing, I think she's definitely going to be one of those players that you know comes in and has an impact. Um, one thing that I thought was really cool that I noticed when I was, again, doing some research for my internship, um, at the end of last season, or at the end of her junior year, so not this past season, but the season before, she was one assist away from breaking Yale's all-time assist record. And then, you know, she has so many assists, you're like, oh, first game back, it's going to happen. Um, it took her three games to get one assist. Um, oh which is, and she like I'm pretty sure she had goals like in that time frame too yeah so I feel like just like knowing that you know you're so close to breaking one of those records but you can only seem to find the back of the net instead of helping your teammates find it I thought that was funny and then and then us reporters ask like hey do you know you still need one more assist uh and then it, and then it really starts playing Jedi mind tricks with you uh, I'm sure <laughs> Yeah, I'd be. I don't think I could handle that. I don't think I could handle questions from you, Dan. I think as a player, I'd be like, "Ah, oh, he knows so much more that I don't." <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I don't. I hopefully no, no players ever thought that. I, I feel like hopefully I asked some some good questions. Um, I don't know, debatable, I guess. Um, uh, last player I want to touch on, and we have a bunch of uh, fan questions that we asked for. And if you're listening live right now, and you'd like to ask Anne a question or myself or Allie about uh, anything, uh, drop it in now. Um, if you're not listening live, then you won't have the chance to do that. So, sorry. Um, <laughs> Montreal added an uh, uh, interesting collegiate player from the University of Vermont. I still haven't been able to figure out how to say her name, and I've written it down and tried to say it phonetically. Maybe you can help me out. Yes, Teresa Schofzel. Schofzel. Okay, that's yes. not bad. Yes, I took that directly from Vermont's uh, website, I believe. Okay. 
Um, I don't know. I mean, what isn't there to say about her? I think she's one of those. Well, first of all, I think this this stuck out to me. Um, she's a Toronto Maple Leafs fan, which I like that. I don't know. I think that's cool. Okay. Um, <laughs> I know. I'm sure there are going to be people who disagree with me, but I just think it's so interesting that you know there are people from players from other countries who you know gravitate towards the Toronto Maple Leafs because why would you choose that for yourself? I don't know why I chose it for myself. It's a tough um, life. Yeah, it is. Um, but other than that, other aside from her potentially poor choices in hockey fandom, um, she she led the Catamounts in scoring during three of her five seasons. Um, I think the only two seasons she didn't lead the team in scoring was her freshman year and then like the COVID year where she played like 11 games. Um, she also set a single season points record for Vermont as a senior. Um, with 46 points in one season and then that was last season and then this season she scored 45 um so clearly Mm -hmm. she's got a knack for scoring she's you know good on both sides of the puck goals and assists she's one of those players that personally I think can really do it all and she she was um uh Patty Kazmaier award finalist I don't think she was top three but she was definitely top 10 um she's brilliant yeah, I feel like that's a player that whose name I've heard so often over the last couple of years. And with the the COVID years, like everybody gets an extra year or two of eligibility, right? And and like mm-hmm. you mentioned, one year she only played eleven games. It's 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 interesting to me to see a lot of these players coming out now. Um, and and she's she's obviously I I think she's primed to have a big impact, right? With the the type of team Montreal is going to be, they they brought a lot of their their top end talented players back and they're bringing in a player like that and a player like Jaguar. Um, I think they're going to be really, really fun and, and really dangerous uh, uh, with, with, with that kind of player, right? She's going to have be an impactful player. You would agree? Yeah, absolutely. I would totally agree. Um, there's a lot of obviously players that are really good, still going to be back in the NCAA this upcoming season. Um, let's make you commissioner for, for a minute here. Uh, if you had the opportunity to reinstate the the draft, would you do it uh, and like make it so like we'll, we'll I know a lot of people don't like drafts maybe necessarily, but we'll we'll do it like this where you draft a player and you have their their rights for say two weeks exclusive negotiating rights, and then if they don't want to sign with you, if they want to go home or whatever, you everybody does what they want to do. You want you want to satisfy the player's interest and at at most, but um, is this something you would be interested in? I think yes. I think um, I've seen a lot of people talk about, you know, drafts aren't really fair to the players as workers. And I absolutely agree. And I think, you know, it's been a lot of people definitely smarter than me who are saying that. Um, But I think, like you mentioned, if it's just if it's a rights thing and it's a temporary rights thing, I think. um, I mean, for me, if I was commissioner, if I was a general manager, there are definitely some players who, you know, I'd kind of want the first the first First crack at her. Yeah, exactly. Um, there are a couple of players in my head where I'm like, man, if someone got to me before, got to them before me, I would just be upset. <laughs> so, so basically, you're saying like you want to get the the exclusive rights to talk to this player before Boston can get their hands on them. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> because Boston always finds a way to. It's like year after year, they just find a way to reload, and um, good players want to go there. It's obviously a great area. Um, and I think 
the it's a testament to to Coach Mara and and um, the belief that the players have in him and and the the structure that they have over there. So, um, is there any like give me one or two three top players to watch for next season? Uh, in the NCAA before we get to our fan questions. Yes. Um, so the number one player that comes to mind is Danielle Serdachny. Um, I had the opportunity to watch a ton of her um, in the ECAC. She plays for Colgate. Um, she recently did share that she is coming back for her fifth year, which I think was kind of speculated after Colgate didn't post about her for um, like their departing seniors. Um, so right. I think that was kind of obvious that she was coming back and I mean at this point why wouldn't she um so she's one and then on Yale Pia Dukarich um she's the goalie she's um she recently played for Slovenia at the division 1b world championship I think um she's honestly one of the most impressive goaltenders I've ever seen um and then I'm going to be a little bit of a homer here and just say I'm really excited to watch Kayla Barnes on Ohio State. Okay. I know that name. I know that name. Um, I thought you were going to pick all three Buckeyes, to be honest. So um, I'm, I appreciate you changing it up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to diversify a little bit. <laughs> uh, Allie, do you have anything you want to ask? Any, any other questions you want to ask before we dive into these uh, listener questions? Oh. Not, not right now, but if something pops in, I'll pop in. All right. Okay. All right. Let's get to it. Um, thanks again to Ann Tokarski. No relation to Dustin Tokarski, who somebody listening may be familiar with. Uh, let's just put that out there. Um, but we appreciate you giving us a chunk of your time. We've almost hit the, we've almost been on the air for an hour. So we'll, we'll run through these pretty quickly and then uh, we'll wrap things up. Um, but not too quickly because. And if you guys want to hang out, we can hang out. Um, and thanks to everybody that's listening live. It's awesome to see. I see Amy Buddy came back into the room. We appreciate Amy. Amy always listens every week. Um, and shout out to all of our other listeners that have been there week after week. Uh, we truly appreciate it. And it, it's it's awesome to see. Uh, Michael Lopez asks, um, tell us one collegiate signing who will be an immediate impact on the team. I think you told us we have a few for each team. Um, Do you think Soderberg, an additional question is, do you think Soderberg finally gets the whale, the Isabel cup? You kind of laid out the, the, the map there earlier, but I would, I would think she gives them just as good a chance as any other goalie in this league currently. Correct. I agree with that. Okay. All right. Uh, Allie, what do you, you want to chime in? And we'll, 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 I'll go on both ears on this one. Yeah, I, I, I think I've said this in a past episode. Truly, no hate to Abby Ives, but I just think they needed to shake it up. I think put in a goaltender the caliber of Emma Soderberg in the net. I think I keep saying it. I really think Connecticut's right on the cusp. I think they could be right right on the doorstep and this could be the year and a goalie like her could be what pushes them over the edge. That's funny how sometimes things work out, right? If, uh, if the whale do win and it's a year after Shannon Turner steps away from the game, like that's just like a, you know, you're, you're ecstatic for the team and everything like that. And then it's just kind of like, Oh, like, but Shannon's not a part of it, but you know, in, in a lot of ways she is cause she helped lay that, 
foundation and the DNA there. Um, another question from uh, Birch Duck asks, uh, when do you think you – UIUC will have non-club women's hockey or any other Illinois team closer than Lindenwood or Chicago? That is a question I have been asking myself every single day, I think. Um, a couple people actually asked me when I transferred. They were like, oh, like, when when is Illinois getting hockey? UIUC is um, where I just graduated from, it's the University of Illinois in Urbana-Champaign. Um, and there were there were talks a couple of years ago about adding a D1 men's team, but the rink on campus just isn't, it's not up to, you know, the Division One standard, not even up to the Division Three standard. Um, I think it's going to take a lot. Um, ideally, if they add a D1 men's team, they're going to add a D1 women's team at the same time. Um, I hope it happens sooner rather than later. It's sadly not going to happen any time in the next three years, I don't think. Um, but hopefully after that, I mean, I think adding a men's and women's team at the same time would be, you know, a great way to get more eyes on the sport, especially in Illinois. Um, but our club teams are really great. So we have that going for us. Okay. Yeah. I remember the, the buzz that, uh, Illinois was going to be getting a, a, a collegiate team. And, um, I'm, I'm, again, I'm not a, a close follower of NCAA hockey and, so it's weird to me that some of the Big Ten teams, as somebody who watches football, have hockey teams, and some of them don't. And right, like, isn't Notre Dame in the Big Ten in hockey, but uh, or something like that? And I know Notre Dame is independent in football, so it's always it's all, all a mush to me. Um, hopefully, one day um, Illinois will have a collegiate hockey team on both the men and women's side, and I I I think they're they're pushing to get a, a women's team in Michigan, right? Yes. I I really hope that happens. I've heard I've seen some promising stuff from, you know, their their president and their athletic director on Twitter, but I think it's it's just one of those things that takes time, sadly. Um, but I mean, the fact that there's no Division 1 women's hockey in the state of Michigan is honestly a travesty to me personally, um because for rivalry reasons, but also just as someone who loves watching women's hockey and wants to see the sport grow, I think it's it's kind of sad. Yeah, come on, Michigan. You're hurting Ann's feelings. Get it together. <laughs> exactly. She's taking this personally. She needs to she needs to beat you guys in all sports, so you gotta up your hockey game. Let's go. Um, uh, and just a, something I mentioned before, uh Riveters, former Riveter now, uh Leia Marino signed with uh, Davos which is a team over in Switzerland. So I was right. It was Switzerland. Um, I always get my, my Swiss and Swedes confused just because of the SW thing, uh, <laughs> especially if I don't write things down. So a um, couple more questions to get through as I scroll through um, all my, uh, my uh, mentions here, notifications, excuse me. Uh, not a question, but a comment. Uh, Jedi2815 says, Allie's backyard looks great on Instagram. I, I've seen some videos Allie's posted here on Twitter. Her backyard is, is pretty phenomenal and obviously well protected by the dogs, except for when the deer just end up in her backyard. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think if I had let Aspen stay outside, we would have seen a duel. But that was a very, um, what's it called? Protective mama deer it turns out there was a baby back there so 
I uh, didn't want Aspen's head to get knocked in by a hoof, but it is the wild, <laughs> wild west out here. Yeah, if you're not, uh, if you're listening to this um, live or not live, and, and you're not following Allie, uh, give her a follow at Allie Morris, A L L I E M O R S E. Um, you'll see all types of nature stuff. Um, it might be a bloodbath. It might not. We don't know. Don't worry, I won't post the bloody things for anyone to see. I just might gripe about it with words. <laughs> we'll, we'll get the play-by-play instead of the actual video. Yes. <laughs> Um, uh, we'll go, we'll go around with this one, uh, just because we want to try and, uh, not, not go too long. So we'll just go, yes, no, I'll go around to, we'll go Ann first and then Allie. Um, does Connecticut have the best goalie tandem in the PHF next season? Yes. Oh, I gotta think. I don't know. I, it's it's gonna be up there, but I don't know that I can confidently say yes. But very close. Um, I will also say with a uh, lot less painfulness, very close. But no, I I think um, Toronto's the champs. They have two of the best goalies in the league. I'm gonna put Toronto first. Um, I think Boston is gonna be right there. Um, I think the Riveters are going to be right there too. Um, Montreal, right? It, before yep. it's a pretty long list. So, um, but I do think Connecticut is again. I, I think we're all in agreement. Connecticut is going to be a, a a team to be reckoned with. Um, I'm not ready to sit here and say on the first day of summer that I'm picking Connecticut versus like Montreal in the Cup final. But we'll talk about that maybe the first day of fall or something like that. So. Um, <laughs> Mark your calendars three months from today. <laughs> mark your calendars. Mark your calendars, people. Uh, let's see. What else do we have? Um, Sam Fryman asked, what college hockey conference or teams are must-watch this season? And go. Um, is it a cop-out to say all of them? <laughs> Uh, if I had to, if I had to pick one, I'm gonna say WCHA. Okay. Just because I think there's so many transfers in and around um, the conference that, you know, it's one it's one of those ones that you just want to keep an eye on all the time. If you have to keep just an eye on one of them, I say WCHA. Okay. As as somebody uh, I follow Gophers football, I don't really I don't follow the men's hockey team as much anymore. Um. How good are the, the, the women Golden Gophers going to be this season? Is that, is that a question for me, or is that something Allie wants to answer, given her oh. proximity and her knowledge of Minnesota? WHA specifically. Um, I think adding St. Thomas to the WCHA, and now that they will have a couple classes of recruits now, instead of strictly operating off of transfers. I think they're going to start to give some people a run for their money. Um, Obviously, Ohio picked up a couple large pieces. Um, I don't know. I'm not ready to say the Gophers are going to dominate. I think the WCHA is going to be everybody scratching and clawing. I think it's going to be closer than people think. That's my two cents. My okay. hot day. 
So it, it used to be the Gophers and everybody else, and then everybody else kind of caught up, right? Is am I do I understand Wisconsin correctly? and Ohio specifically, and I think St. Thomas will start. Obviously, they've had the floor wiped with them for a bit, but I think St. Thomas will start to catch up here soon too. Okay, okay. Uh, another question from the Deb R one. Uh, just have to ask Anne, how excited is she to watch the 2023-24 Buckeyes with what Muzzy has done with the transfer portal and incoming freshmen? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, I mentioned this on another podcast earlier, but Ohio State's incoming freshman class, it's its just four of them, and three of them have played at U18s, two for Canada, one for the U.S., and the other one was, I think, like the leading scorer at USA Hockey Nationals for Shattuck. Um, and then they have they have the transfers. They have Olivia Mobley. They have Kiara Zanin. They have Barnes, Bilka, Kelsey King. Um, honestly, it's it's one of those. It's going to be a really tough year to beat them. I would say they're the team to beat this coming year. Even though, um, you know, obviously they lost in the title game, which I still don't like to talk about. Um, <laughs> but they also they have so many good players still returning. You know, they have. Jen Gardner coming back for a fifth year. They have um, Quinn Koontz coming back for a fifth year. I honestly, I'd just be shocked if like they weren't the team to beat this year. So I'm very excited to watch them play. Okay. Um, just to slide back to the Gophers real quick. Did Heist leave? Is, is she gone or is she still got another year? I think Heist um, is done. Yeah, she's done as far as I know. So she, she moves on to Team USA now? Yes. Because she's obviously not signing with the Whitecaps, I would assume, at, at this stage. No. <laughs> I would, yeah, we won't see her with the Whitecaps. Okay. Appreciate the education, everybody. Um, last question. We'll go to uh, Rick Matheson. Thanks, Rick. Uh, we appreciate you listening. Rick is also another uh, loyal listener. He doesn't always follow us live, but I see he's listening to us live right now, hopefully. Um, any talk of expanding the league schedule of games? Hard not to have home hockey for almost two months in the middle of the year has been the case the past couple of years. The, the schedule hasn't always been kind to a lot of teams in the PHF. Um, I haven't heard anything this past season. They played 24 games, and I think the previous season was 20. Uh, we had this discussion a couple of episodes ago, might even been a month or so ago now, uh, where I said, let's go to 30, let's go to 40, um, getting like way ahead of myself. But if, if we add more teams, I would hope that that means more more games will be added to the regular season um, and the playoffs, hopefully, too. We, we I want to see a series um, go to, you know, I want to see a series in the semis and I want to see a series in the final. Um but on, on the other hand, you know, whatever the rules are, everybody's going to play by them, and um, and whoever wins, wins. So um, that's all of the questions we had for you tonight, Anne. Uh, you survived. I know you were a little nervous uh, when I when I said, uh, just tell us what you've been up to. And you're like, I haven't been up to anything. Um, but uh, you survived. Uh, where can people find you? What can, what can they look forward to uh, seeing from you? Um, the next couple of weeks, months, rest of the year. What are your, what are your, what are your life goals? 
<laughs> oh gosh, do I even have those? Just kidding. Yes, I do. I do have goals. Um, well, you can find me on Twitter at Ann Tokarski. My name is Ann with an E and then Tokarski is like Dustin Tokarski, T-O-K-A-R-S-K-I. No capitals, no underscores, just first, last name. Um, and in terms of my next steps, I'm looking for a full-time job, um, ideally in sports, ideally in women's hockey, but unfortunately the opportunities are not quite there to work full-time in women's hockey right now. So, you know, I, I've, I'm hoping I'll find, I'll land somewhere soon. Um, so just keep your fingers crossed for me if you can. And if you're listening and you run a hockey team or a hockey website or hockey, anything, reach out to Ann, reach out to me or Allie. We'll connect you with Ann to, to bring her onto your team. Um, I'm disappointed you don't, you're not hanging out with us at the ice garden anymore, but uh, you have to evolve and progress. Um, I'm happy to see you doing really well. Um, you Like we talked about at the top, you've, you've been doing so many things. Um, I always kind of feel like, uh, and I feel this way with uh, whether it's Allie or, or the, the rest of the players in the league. Uh, I always feel like a proud big brother when I see every, my friends kind of doing successful and um, doing some really cool things. So, um, you know, my line is always open and if you ever need help with anything, uh, just reached out and uh, we'll try and help you out. Um, but yeah. thanks for coming on tonight. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for all the kind words. It's been such a blast to talk to you guys. And I really appreciate, you know, having this opportunity. Yep. Thank you so much. And uh, that was Anne Tukarski. Uh As she mentioned, you can follow her on Twitter. Um, and as I mentioned, and she mentioned, no relation to uh, Dustin Tokarski, uh, goaltender in the AHL slash NHL. Um, and you can hang out with us the rest of the night. We have, uh, I already see you muted yourself. So you're, you're an expert at this. Um, we, we're really appreciative of you coming on tonight. Just a few things I want to get to, um, and then we'll get out of here. Um, Allie and I kind of talked about this, uh, a little bit, um, uh, I guess off the air. Um, uh, we want to start at, or I want to start asking players when we have them on the show. Um, what would you fill the, the Isabel cup with if you want it? Um, you know, beer, ice cream, wine, crunch berries. Uh, crunch berries was one that, that you kind of came up with, right, Allie? I would love to eat a bowl of crunch berries out of the cup. I love it. Nothing better. Ice cream and crunch berries. <laughs> is, is is crunch berries your, your number one cereal of choice? It's my go-to, yes. Yeah, and since, since we had that discussion, I, I picked up uh, – those little individual kind of cups of of crunch berries at my Seven uh, Eleven across the street from my complex. Uh, so um, <laughs> I kind of had cram, uh, crunch berries on the brain, and then you weren't here last week, and I was like, "Well, I can't really bring this up now." Like, uh, so I, I made a note to bring this up. So um, going forward, if if I remember, we'll try and ask players when they come on um, what they want to fill the Isabel Cup with, if they win it, or if they have won it, what did they fill it with? Um, I'm sure alcohol is, will be a, a very popular answer in this series of questions, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll get to that. Um, I wanted to tease something. Um, if you've listened to this show regular, regularly, easy for me to say, um, I've kind of went on a rant about awards and um, physical awards and stuff like that. Um, I've created an award. Um, I'm just going to kind of leave it at that. Um, there will be an announcement, hopefully 
in like we'll say sometime early July. Um, I created something. I think it's really neat. It was honestly fairly inexpensive. I think it came out really neat, uh, really cool. Only about like four or five people, maybe six people know about it right now. Um, but everybody will know, and, and eventually it has something to do with, obviously, the PHF. Um, and it's the least that I could do. Um, so thank you to everybody who's been supporting the Ice Garden. Um, I, you follow me on Twitter. Uh, you saw I mentioned um, uh, I got paid the other day from, from the Ice Garden to Mike Murphy, and that's kind of where some of that money went to, um, kind of just giving back. Um, even Allie doesn't know what this is, so I know I'm chomping <laughs> at the bit. I'm like, what the heck? I'll, I'll uh, maybe, maybe when we come off the air, I'll, I'll share it with you. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> next week, uh, I'm hoping to have on Cassidy Sauvey from the newly signed with the Boston Pride. Um, wanted to have her on this week. She's kind of doing some, some, uh, some family stuff. Um, so I, again, I, I wanted to have her kind of tell her side of the story, how her summer um, went, whether it's uh, rehabbing uh, her injury or coming back from um, coming back from that injury, signing with a new team, uh, getting a clean bill of health, all that kind of stuff. Um, future guests will hopefully include uh, and not limited to uh, Taylor House, who just played, uh, just signed overseas and uh, played with Boston Pride last season. Uh, Shannon Turner, uh, hopefully CJ, CJ shows up every week. So we figured we might as well have her on. Um, but also CJ was doing Alyssa's show and I didn't kind of want to steal that thunder. Um, I want to also have Lola Bernson come on. Uh, we're going to try and work that out, which is going to be really tough time-wise. Uh, maybe if we can get Allie, uh, to show up on a Friday night. Um, so Lola can stay up a little bit late because I think, uh, the time difference is like, I'm, I'm not even going to get into this because I'll, I could sit here for like, yeah, it, I, I could do like, for me. What's that? I think it's eight hours for me. Yeah. it's like Seven. for me or something like that. So, um, that's going to be, we're, we're going to have to, I, I was talking with Lola a little earlier. Uh, we're going to try and figure something out that works. Um, because another great player has a great story to tell. Um, she's going to be entering her 17th season of professional hockey um, and third over here with the Buffalo Buttes. Is she's won multiple championships over, over uh, back home. So um, look forward to those. Um, lastly, uh, before I do all the outro kind of stuff, um, been a, I'm sure everybody listening, a lot of you listening have pets. Um, I know Allie does. I have a, a cat. Um I wanted to dedicate this show to, this is going to sound really kind of dumb and corny to some people maybe, but whatever. Um, my girlfriend had to put one of our cats down on Monday night, uh, Rory. Uh, Rory was a really cool cat. Um, I know that's cool cat, right? Uh, but he, he was a, he was a cool dude. He was kind of thug looking. He was, uh, blind in one eye. Uh, and then the ear on the other side of his head, uh, was kind of, uh, flattened out. Um, had a, a tough, tough beginning to his life, but the last 13, 14, 15 years of his life were really cool. And, um, he wasn't, uh, sit on your lap kind of cat or, or all the time or anything like that. He, 
you like to lick plastic. You like to lick uh, Christmas trees, and um, uh, he liked uh, those freaking meat sticks, <laughs> the, the the monster Slim Jims. Uh, would be up your, you know what, if you open one up near him. Um, <laughs> but he was a really cool cat, and obviously not my cat. It was my girlfriend's and and her family's, her her daughter and her sons. But um, as much time as I spend there, uh, it was kind of like my buddy. Um, I can't imagine when I, I know what they're going through. Um, it's just, it's just really tough. And, uh, anybody that has a pet, you know, it's like kind of part of your family. So, um, kind of want to do my little small part and dedicate this, this show tonight to him. Um, thinking of your buddy, um, hopefully you have all the, uh, catnip you could want wherever you are. Um, so with that, thank you everybody who listened tonight live. Thank you everybody who's listened to this in the future. Um, please rate us, subscribe to us, whether you listen to us on Apple music slash iTunes or Spotify, or, um, I have to, I should learn what the other platforms are. I'm sure there are other ones, uh, whether you listen to us back here on Twitter. Um, thank you to everybody who's, uh, been along for the ride tonight. Um, I suck at saying these goodbyes. So we're just going to say, I'll see you on the other side. And, uh, hopefully next week we'll have Cassidy Sauve. Um, if we can't work that out, we'll bring somebody else on, or maybe Ali and I will find something really interesting to talk about. So good night, everybody be safe out there and take care.